You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. Each week, you'll hear from remarkable guests who have overcome challenges and obstacles to succeed in the face of adversity. By listening to their stories, you'll get practical tips, tools, and resources you can implement today to bust through your own internalized prisons of worry and doubt. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Hey there, No Labels, No Limits podcast listeners. This is Sarah Box, your host, and we are in week three of our special series on heart-centered storytelling with our guest, Ken Fay, Emmy Award-winning filmmaker, good friend, fun guy, and all-around creative. So how can we go wrong today, Ken? Sarah, thank you for that. Thank you for your kind words. Yeah, no, listen, it's all about the story, isn't it? It's the power of story. It is. And today, folks, um, we're this is the last one in this little series we've done. We hope that, A, it was has been up to this point beneficial and that we can absolutely add more value through today's episode. Um, And today we're gonna be talking about transformation. And that is the third part in the three part framework for heart-centered storytelling. And that's what we've been talking about the previous two weeks. So Ken, let's assume that somebody has just popped on to this episode. They have no clue what we're talking about the previous two weeks. Let's do a quick like recap of the first week where we talked about setup. Then we'll do a quick recap of the turn. And then today it's all about the transformation. Are you ready? Ready. It's perfect. Okay. Let's re- <laughs> what is the setup? Just tell me the setup. So- it's perfect. If you haven't seen any of these yet, the setup is what you're looking at right now. It's, it's the spaces, places, and faces of the conversation we're going to have. So that's the setup. That's like the characters involved. You know, in this case, it would be Sarah and I and you, as if you're new to this. It's, it's understanding the stage and the setting. That's really set up in a narrative, right? It's, it's transporting your audience member into that seat so that the world that you're narrating or messaging is all around them. It's a, creating a narrative thread, all right? And you're holding onto that thread, that's the setup. The turn is when you have this aha moment, when you go, oh, I get it now. The turn is that briefly, it's just that moment where your audience is going along with your setup and everything is moving in the right direction as a storyteller, you're guiding them. And they get to that point where they cross the bridge where they're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. And again, that could be done in ways that are moving, you know, literally moving, like moving, choke you up, moving, or laughter, roars laughter, or it could just be somewhere you, you, you may challenge that, maybe angry, whatever it is, that's the turn moment. That's the moment that your audience turns, not against you, hopefully ever, <laughs> but they turn in the narrative where they follow your track. And is that the opportunity moment? moment? It is. Because when we're thinking about heart center, is that the opportunity to move somebody from just being analytical or in their head to heart? It's it's moving them from from the analytical. So setup is all is all is all in your head. Setup is all the parts and pieces to understand the facts and figures, okay? The places and spaces. The turn is when it hits your heart. That's the turn. Now you've it's here. It's moved from here to here, and you get it now. And then the transformation is where you take, now this is the next piece, the transformation is where you take it from the heart 
and you take the head and you put them together. They align up. So now you understand it and you feel it. That causes transformation. Transformation is that moment. It's a call to action. It's that moment where your audience member says, what can I do? How can I do this? If it's a message like a donor, if you're, if you're looking for donations or you're looking to, to educate, how do I get to know more? Where do I go to learn more? How do I get more information? It's also that transformative moment where they would walk away after your message and they'll say to a good friend of theirs, you have to see this. I just saw this. I just read this book. I just saw this movie. Whatever that is, that's a, that's a raving fan of the message. And that's the transformation moment. That's where you want to get your audience. You don't want to leave your audience member at any point. You want to give them somewhere to go after. It's not just end it and stop. It's a conversation that continues. And then it's like any work of art, because narrative storytelling is an art and a science. A work of art is a conversation after it's done, maybe even hundreds of years after it's done. We still talk about the great artists, right? What are they trying to say to me? That's the art of a message. The science is, how did it make you, where did it hit you inside? Like, were you thinking it? Are you feeling it? Or now do you want to take action on it? Do you want to be a part of this movement? Or do you want to donate to this cause? Or do you want to volunteer transformation? Or, you know, it could be as simple as, I want to go there. I want to be there. So let's... um. First, I want to share with you, there's two, as you were talking about the art and the science of it, there were two pieces of art. Actually, it was a communication piece, right? And by the time this airs, people go, I remember when that happened. So there was a little video that came out on, I don't know, it was in one of the social media feeds. I think it was in my LinkedIn feed, but who knows where it originated. (laughs) Nothing's new. Um, Anyway, it's this six-year-old brother calming down a four-year-old brother. Did you see that at all? Yeah. So that was hilarious to me. But the narrative in that was somebody had shared a story with the older brother, right? Taught him something or whatever. And he was able to communicate that to his little brother. But when you watch this, sound or no sound, it was such a powerful story, right? And so I know I shared it with a couple of people. And then this morning, a friend of mine was like getting all, you know, Twitter pated about something. And I said, okay, look at me. Let's breathe and calm down. They'd seen it too, right? So, but it was one of those things that was a call to action, you know, repeat this, share this, whatever. Um, and then the other was art, a piece of art that frankly I shared with you. And we both interpreted it totally differently, right? had different transformative, I would say both different turns and trans- transformative moments. Is that right? Would you characterize that? Yeah, yeah. because it was in a context that was, honestly, it was out of nowhere, but if, sometimes you'll see something where you have no setup. So there you go. That's an example, actually, of seeing art and seeing it two different ways and having two completely different reactions. There was no setup. It was just, look at this. How do you feel? Without the setup to bring me to how I feel, I could go in a thousand, you can go in all sorts of different directions based on your own life experience, right? And as a narrative storyteller, you want to bring someone, you kind of want to guide them to an area where you want them to feel something, especially if you're messaging, right? I mean, art is one thing you want, you know, art for art is, is right, something, right. but messaging for a purpose, a cause, an organization, a business, selling something, whatever it is, 
you want to guide your audience somehow. So you don't want to leave them anywhere. You don't want to just say, what do you think of this? It's intentional. Yeah. It's you're crafting a message. Literally you're, you're, you're a wordsmith and you're a visual smith and you're, you're creating visuals. You're creating a space of world. Even if it's just simple, you're creating something that, that your audience can take the ride with you on and then have that turn and then go to that transformation and then they'll want to do more. So it's very interesting, but yeah. Well, let me ask about transformation. So for folks, some folks think start with the end in mind, right? They go, okay, here's my, here's ultimately where I want people to end up. How do I reverse engineer that? Some mm -hmm. people think, well, here's where we are and here's the future I want to get to. How do I get there? Is there a, a only way to go about this or a best way? Is it linear, Ken, where you go yeah. set up, turn, transformation? Or if you had a transformation you were shooting for, could you go through the process differently? You know, it, it's interesting. So for me personally, you know, all three points are important to me when I craft a message. Um, but I, I like to think that it's, it's a little bit more imaginative than just what's written on a piece of paper. For me, I really need to put myself in the space of my audience. So I need to understand my audience, right? My target audience or the, the group you want to speak to, or that even just that one person you want to reach in the back of the room. A little understanding, a little empathy toward that direction as a heart-centered storyteller will allow you then to craft your message and set things up so you reach at least that one person you need to reach, right? But expound, expand on that. You're reaching hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Well, more than that, millions. Your message goes out there. You want to touch upon those thoughts, purposes, and narrative arc that will wind its way through a large population. But you're keeping in mind, I'm still keeping in mind that one person in the back of the room, I want, it, I want that person to be moved by what I'm saying or how I'm saying it. I want them to come along with me. I want them to get to know me. You know, it's not just some face, I, it's, a, it's a person underneath here. And when, if I have a message, there's, there's people involved in that message. That's a purpose, whether it's your team and you really want to tell your team what you're doing so that they feel empowered or it's, it's, you know, you're changing the life of someone living on the street. You need to bring that into your messaging. So I don't know if that's answered your question, but you need to have these parts and pieces in mind when you're crafting your message so you don't lose sight of where you're going, right? How we tell our stories can be done in a thousand billion ways of creativity, but you want to touch the human heart. So you human... have a sense about the transformation. So before you start your story, it goes back to what we talked about in episode, the first episode in this series was about what's your why for the story, right? Mm -hmm. And it's at why? that point, we're talking about, well, I want people to understand X, Y, and Z. That's their transformation, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And mine, like what I want so that I can test is my message landing. Right, yeah, you always, you kind of, you constantly want to be able to look at your message and always, always understand what it is I want my audience to pull away from this. Why should they bother watching this message? What is it? I don't want to waste anybody's time. Nobody wants their time wasted. What is it that I want to do? What do I want to, what do I want to leave my audience with? What do I want them to take away? Those are transformative moments. That's a transformative moment. If it's simply, hey, just get on this website and call us, that's one way of doing it. If it's, I want to get involved as a volunteer, or I had no idea this was happening down my street, I'm going to get onto a grassroots effort and create something to help someone 
that's another transformative moment. It could be a combination of all of that. It could be simply, I never saw the world that way before. And now I see it through those eyes, which I never really paid attention to before. Transformative. So let me, um, folks, this is a real life example. One of the things that we do through this course, and we'll talk to you later about it, but this six-week period is we want people to experience their own transformative moment. And to do that, we actually show a video. Um, and without giving it away, I will tell you that it isn't, uh, if you live in a city, this video is not like your normal day-to-day. But it's not crazy, and it's it was set up for a reason that its call to action was to get people to reach out and contact this group. But it had many other transformative moments in it. And so in our group, we have a gal, I guess the best way I could describe her, Ken, tell me if you agree, is she's very cosmopolitan. Um, if you said you were going camping, I think she would rather stab herself, right? That's not... <laughs> Camping for her would be at a nice hotel, right? Yeah, yeah. Better if it has room service and better if there's a beach, right? And I'm not telling stories out of school because she would tell you that herself. She's just the most charming woman. Um, but anyway, she's watching this and it is outdoors and it is in an environment that is totally opposite of where she would ever choose to go. Um, but because this message was so intentional, um, and engage the senses so much, she wants to go there. And we just all laughed, she laughed. It, it was the biggest joke on her too, right? She goes, I can't believe it, I wanna go there. And everybody's going, are you kidding? <laughs> so no. can talk about how that happened because you were part of producing that video. Yeah, no, that was done, That's again, that was done on purpose as I crafted that message is to put people there that have never been there you know, the idea is that you, you start to figure out there's a few different people that are going to be watching your message, right? In this case, for this organization, you wanted people that knew about the place, didn't know about it, maybe kind of felt like they maybe they knew about it, but you wanted to connect at some level. So having the life experience I've had and, and working with the narrative and the art and science of storytelling, creating that feel that, oh my goodness, I'm actually there. I'm in the woods. I can smell the pine and I can hear the birds and I can feel the warmth dazzling through the leaves overhead on my face. And I'm there. Um, I, you know, I can hear the splashes in the lake and I can just, oh, I can just breathe. That was that transformative moment. She goes, I want to go there. You know, I know we all busted up laughing. Leave all this city behind. I want to go there. Like I would never have thought myself going there. I just want to go. Where is this place? That is cool. That's what you want to do with every message you have. Right. So I just, I mean, that was such a simple example of how, and there were moments within that video, and it wasn't a long video, folks listening. It was just a few minutes, but it really did carry that, oh, I want that, or I want to feel, or I know those people, right? Like I align with them or align with the other characters in there. So I think that's the thing is it really takes it and makes it multidimensional so people can fit themselves into someone else's story. And, and that's what you talked about last week in the turn and before that, the whole empathy piece. Right. Set up. The setup was all there, the turn of the moment and then the transformation. And through that for through that one student who watched all three happen, which is yeah. beautiful. And she did too. She did too. She would oh, tell she you. Loved it. 
she'd yeah. jump on here right now and tell you all about it. So <laughs> she would. It's just that it's just that moment. It's just that thing, you know. And transporting your audience is a big part of storytelling. So let's you really Give me a couple of examples, and I, I know I put you on the spot when I do this to you, but I know you roll with it. So tell me a couple of transformations that you have absolutely loved, either in short videos or film or I don't care the vehicle, the, the method of delivery, but what's a transformation that we might resonate with or go, oh, I remember that, um, that was intentional? Well, let's think, you know, there's a lot of documentary work that's out there that really kind of tells about something, right? As a documentarian myself, I've told many a story about uh, many of people working through the overcoming great odds. Um, and some of those things have been things on the national stage, right? Uh, you know, it, unfortunately, there's shootings and there's bombings. and There's all sorts of terrible things happening. And getting in there and telling that story in a compassionate way leaving your audience transformed by at the end of it where they now they have an understanding they put themselves in that town or that community and they come away from that having a deeper understanding of something um i tend to try to you know i tell stories the way they they are i don't make that up but i try to leave my my audience with some sort of a an healing element to that so even though i brought you through something I tried to leave you with, well, and then here's the healing that came from that, or here's that moment that transformed for this individual, right? If you're for specific uh, examples, I mean, you could think of, um, I would just think about the documentary series. I, you know, movies are one thing, movies are more entertainment, and that's great. There's transformative moments there too. But when you watch a documentary about a family that's lost everything and they come through that trial and tribulation and you see the resilience of the human spirit and there's a call to action that you can do something about that and you can also have that resilience by the way that's transformative right that's a moment to take with you and that's something that you can then be involved with i've recently been involved with as a writer director producer consulting for a group that's doing a, a series on homelessness and so being in the streets, uh, recording this footage, getting this, these stories from people that traditionally don't have a voice at all and empowering them to have a voice, those things are captured on film. But what's not necessarily captured is the actual moment is happening for the person you're talking to. Can you imagine if you felt like you were nothing in society and you were slept in a box last night? And someone with empathy shows up and says, I want to know your story. And they want to know your story. Let's talk. That's empowering. You, you give them back the human, right? That's transformative in the moment it's happening. I've, I've had, I've experienced that over and over again with documentary work. And when it's put together into a film or put together into a piece and then shown to a wider audience, it's a conversation starter that's transformation. So many things can get done through telling a story the right way that can have major impacts on our communities, local and national. It's just how you tell that story. And there's a responsibility to the storyteller in a lot of ways. more about that, Ken. Let's talk a little bit more about the responsibility to the storyteller. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and I can speak for myself. I don't like to leave my audience in a place where they can't get back out of it. Right. I, it's, it's my responsibility when I pick you up and bring you through one of my stories and that I will leave you better off than you were when you started. 
You might be challenged in the story. Oh yeah. You might have moments where you're like, oh, I don't know, but you're going to be left with something that you can take with you, right? Whether it's an inspiring moment, it's a call to action to do something. It's, it's a, a belief that it just empowers you and encourages you, or it, it, it makes you, it makes you aware enough that now I know what to do about that. Right. It's, it's, it's a responsibility, not just to let people just be hanging there. You know, that's how I see that. Now there's a lot of other, you know, there's a lot of ways of telling a story. And sometimes you want to tell a story and leave people hanging on purpose because there's a follow-up that needs to happen. Right. So you, there's a lot of ways to use the art and science of narrative. It's just a matter of, what is my intended message? How do I want my audience to receive it? And what is my intended response back to me or to the message from the message? You want to keep that stuff in mind. I love that you use the word intended three times. Three times. Being intentional. Each one, setup, turn, and transformation yeah. are intended, intended aspects of this. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, being intentional means that you get a better result, and it also feels respectful to me. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So, what is the most fun that you've had in teaching someone, um, either not necessarily the whole framework, Ken, but like, like working with your clients, right? Tell me a little story about um, maybe an aha moment one of your clients had when you were working, and it can be with your recent work with the homeless documentary, where you saw someone have a a turn and a transformation, even if it's just a tiny mini one, which wasn't your total end result. Well, I mean, that example about the, in the homeless situation, that was a transformative moment for that individual. They, I saw them stand up, put their shoulders back, take a breath and talk. That was beautiful. And they went through the rest of their day knowing that, yeah, I'm seen. I'm not invisible. That's transformation right there. That's, that's a beautiful moment. I've also seen CEOs of companies that I've worked with and I've showed them back, you know, they give me all this information about what to craft together. Great stuff, right? Great stuff. I give that back to them and I've seen them look back at me and go, that's us. I'm really proud. That is us. That's us. Like they have this moment where they realize that is us, right? It's like showing a mirror and saying, look how awesome you guys are. Look what you're doing. You know, all this other stuff that's constantly going on in your silos, right? Always, right? Now here's a reflection back on who you are. And some guys have said, I, you know, I, I'm, and then I've been with this company for 30 years. I'm invigorated. I can't wait to do this again. Like I'm empowered. And there's other people I've worked with that have been like, deathly afraid of the camera you know like going to the dentist would would be better for some people right i mean i mean that not anything against dentists right but just the fear factor and i've come away and they've said that was a lot of fun let's do that again can you do that again you can be back here tomorrow like what, what is this your day you just go through life like this and do this cool thing and where's the camera i've had people do that too where they're like the fear is the worst place to sit. But yet when you connect with someone as an interviewer and Sarah, you're, you're good at this too. When you connect with someone on the other side of that camera lens, and now it's just you and me, it's just you and me talking. Right. And we're telling a story. I'm getting your story. <laughs> That's transformative. Cause that person will then get up from that chair and go, that was a lot of fun. That was my best. That's the best day ever. And that's what I always try to do is leave people with, that was the best thing I ever did today. You know, yep. and that, that's part of the wider narrative. That's part of your narrative, too, though. 
Yeah. Right. It is. That's funny you say that because I'm getting ready to do interviews with folks who are not like this is not their jam to be on a camera, any part of it. But I want them to tell their story so that I can help the group that works in the county to tell a different story than what people's perceptions are. Right. Like they're coming and they think it looks like this. Let's talk to people who know what it looks like and experiences. So this one gal says, can I tell my story without talking? I'm thinking. <laughs> but here's the thing. I know the transformation for this project, but I, when she said that, I said, sure, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. But I have a feeling because to your point, it will be like us having this conversation. There's going to be someone else there that she's comfortable with. She's going to be happy. And she's going to say, just use the video. Yeah. I'm not yeah. worried about it. And if it's not, we'll just use the audio. But, um, but it's that whole thing of that will be a milestone for her because it's a like a I don't like being seen or heard kind of thing um, but what I was asking before too about like that transformation piece it isn't just one way so for the person the person who stood up had their shoulders back right um, and for folks who are listening to this I recognize there's a dog barking that's on my end um, but for folks for the gentleman who stood up and put his shoulders back he was seen and went through his day differently but what about the person who was on the camera side, Ken? Did you notice transformation there as well for the other actors in this interaction? Yeah, you know, I, there was a transformation in me as a storyteller, as a narrator, to realize that all the simple act of kindness was transformative. Um, that was very humbling for me. I was honored to be in that space. It was very moving for me because I'm, I'm working in the streets with these folks and uh, seeing their day-to-day -day struggles. And so it's a powerful moment for me. And it's a powerful moment for my, my DP, my director of photography as well, because we realized even as we walked away, this is what this is all about. That's what it's all about, man. It's just giving people a moment. You know, they have a story to tell. And listen, the, the person we interviewed was super articulate, super thought out, super amazing. What an amazing individual. And uh, it was just this moment of realization. And that's going to come across in the story. And people are going to see that. And, you know, as they're sitting there watching it, transformative for them, too. It head, ripples. heart. Head, heart. Exactly. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Ken. So this is the third and final in our little series here. We may come back and do one in the future. Who knows? This is fun. But I want you to do something for me. Recap the three-piece framework, just briefly which ones they are that we've touched on over the last three weeks. And then I'm going to talk about if anybody's interested in like going deeper in this, um, yeah. what that would look like. Well, so it's all about the power of storytelling. It's the evolution of the narrative. And it all goes back to the setup, which is all the, the faces, places, and spaces, the stage that you're setting for your audience. It moves to the turn, which is about that aha moment. How do we get to the turn from setting everything up? How do we define who our audience is, right? How do we understand our audience? How do we put ourselves in the audience as we tell this message? And then it's about that transformation. What, what do I want to do with them now that I've got the turn set? Where am I taking them? So it's the call to action. It's the message. It's the, what do you want to leave your audience with? And how do you create raving fans about whatever your message is so that they want to share it? And those are those parts and pieces that we would move through. So folks, I hope today's episode gave you some things that you want to share. Um, and if they did, 
um, both of us would be really appreciative if you would share this video or the episode, whether you're watching it on YouTube or the podcast feed with someone you think would benefit and actually share all three. Um, if this is something that you or your organization want to know more about how to participate in our upcoming series, there's a link below here that you can sign up for. Um, we are going to cap participant participation to 15 organizations only because we want to make sure that we can work with you at a meaningful level and not just like, here's the info, do your homework, see you next week. We want to have meaningful conversations so that you have time to absorb, um, learn, do, and engage. So with that, Ken, anything you want to add? You know, the, everyone has a story to tell. Just be sure you're telling your story. And listen to your audience as you tell your story. All right. We'll be back next week with another episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. Mr. Ken Fay, my good old friend, not old friend like that, but my good friend. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your week. You too. Thanks, Sarah. You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.